NPR. All across America right now, it's harvest season. Millions of acres of fruits and vegetables are ripening on the trees or in the ground. And for anyone who has ever eaten a strawberry or an apple or a peach, one very important question right now is who is going to pick all this produce? That is what you hear from every farmer you meet. Every farmer you meet says, this is a problem. Like, there aren't enough workers to do this work. And, and they say it's getting worse. That's reporter Andrea Shu, who covers labor at NPR. And, of course, you know, one way farmers have long dealt with this is by hiring undocumented immigrant laborers. For example, the Agricultural Department estimates about 40 percent of crop workers are undocumented. However, we are seeing a steady increase of what's called the use of the H-2A visa. And that is NPR's Jimena Bustillo, who covers politics. And she's talking about the government's H-2A visa program, also known as a guest worker program. You can think of it as the government-sanctioned labor solution for farmers looking to hire foreign workers for a few months at a time. And as Andrea and Jimena found during their recent reporting trip, this program, these workers are becoming increasingly important. We saw vanfuls of H-2A workers being transported to the work site. We toured a hotel that was converted into an H-2A worker dorm with over a thousand beds. This is The Indicator for Planet Money. I'm Adrian Ma. And this is not the government's first attempt to create a program to address this worker shortage on farms. But like the first time, it is running into some significant problems, and lots of farmers and labor advocates are raising red flags. Support for NPR and the following message come from Fisher Investments. SVP Judy Abrams shares how their fiduciary duty comes to life while helping clients plan for retirement. As a fiduciary, we must make decisions in our clients' best interest. So we work with them in consultation to be on a glide path so when they want the option to retire, that portfolio is still going to keep working for them at this stage of life. Learn more at FisherInvestments.com. Investing in securities involves the risk of loss. This message comes from NPR sponsor Arctic Wolf. Their researchers have released the Arctic Wolf Lab's 2024 threat report. Why will 2024 be a volatile year for cybersecurity? Learn more and get your copy now at ArcticWolf.com NPR. Do you wish stories could unfold over three hours rather than three minutes? You tired of doom scrolling? Trying to find humanity? Or maybe a deeper understanding of why the world is the way it is? Listen to Embedded, NPR's original documentary series. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. It is dark when the workers first get to the cherry farm. It's five o'clock in the morning. And NPR reporters Andrea Shu and Jimena Bustillo are watching them as they shuffle among this thick grove of cherry trees. The workers have these kind of plastic baskets that they strap to their waists. They fill it um, with cherries. They get weighed. They go back out. They move fast. A lot of these crops you get paid by the pound. You don't get paid by the hour. And so they don't want to waste time talking to you. No time's a good time to be like, can we ask a couple questions? And, you know, you realize being out there just how labor intensive this work is. Yeah, these jobs are not easy. And over the past decade, farmers in Washington, 
around the country, really, have been turning to the federal government's H-2A visa program to fill those jobs. Now, what's interesting is this program has been around for about 40 years, but a lot of farmers did not use it because, well, finding workers through unofficial channels was easier and cheaper. You know, that's because for decades, there were plenty of migrant farm laborers here in the U.S., many undocumented, traveling from farm to farm during harvest season. And also, there were people in Mexico who, when they wanted to cross the border, maybe work a few months on a U.S. farm, could go back and forth relatively easily. And we talked to, you know, people who crossed the border in the 70s and 80s who said, you know, just be like chicken wire. But then after 9-11, there were all kinds of new rules and new border enforcement that dissuaded people from crossing. It became much more risky, much more expensive. So a lot of migrant farm workers decided to stop crossing, to settle down in the U.S. And so those are the people who now are in their 40s, 50s, even 60s, and they're aging out of the work and their children are the ones who, you know, have been raised here in the U.S., gone to school, gotten educated and don't want to continue in this work. So all this, the clampdown on the border, changing demographics, is a big reason why demand for H-2A workers has quadrupled in the past decade. Last year, the U.S. issued 300,000 guest worker visas. And although exact numbers are hard to come by, that is about 10 to 15 percent of the farm workforce. Now, Jimena says it is worth noting that this is not the first program of its kind. During World War II, there was just a big labor shortage, um, particularly in the agriculture sector, as people looked to find other jobs to help supplement efforts for the war or when to go fight off in the war. That left a void in a wide variety of sectors, but one was particularly agriculture. And so in that instance, the United States reached out to Mexico for help. The U.S. and Mexican governments made a deal which resulted in something called the Bracero Program. Bracero basically means laborer. And through that program, millions of Mexican men were permitted to work on short-term labor contracts on U.S. farms. The program, though, had problems. Among them, workers faced exploitation in the form of wage discrimination and unhealthy working conditions. And although the Bracero program ended in the 1960s, U.S. agriculture's reliance on foreign labor did not. In the 1980s, Congress created the H-2A visa program. And Jimena says farm owners hoping to hire workers through this program now are required to follow basically four rules. First, you have to show that you weren't able to hire anyone domestically to do the job first. Uh, If anyone domestically applies, theoretically, you have to hire them before you bring in a foreign worker. Second, you have to pay a very special wage for them that is higher than the minimum wage. In Washington state, it's close to $18 an hour. Third, you also have to pay all the transportation for these workers from their foreign country to your farm, uh, transportation to and from work sites. And then fourth, you have to pay for housing facilities. For farmers, these rules are not their favorite part of the program. It makes it more expensive for them. And it's why a lot of farmers say it's just not financially sustainable. We heard from a, um, a congressman, Representative Dan Newhouse from Washington State. You know, he is a farmer himself. His concern is that if if we can't resolve these things, these farms' very existence is threatened. And you can see why that's the case, because workers in Mexico, we were told by one asparagus farmer, make in one day what he pays in an hour. And so you can see how some farmers, and we've heard about, you know, people doing this, just say, you know, we can't grow this crop here anymore. It's too expensive. I'm curious, like, when you talk to H-2A workers, 
What do they have to say about their experience? The reviews, as always with this topic, are mixed. They do make good money. They admit that, you know, they do it to be able to send money back home to their families. But at the same time, labor advocates will say that this program uh, has a ton of flaws. It is constantly at the center of human rights investigations, of human trafficking investigations, of wage theft investigations. Jimena points out a recent example uncovered by federal agencies in what they called Operation Bloomin' Onion. It was a terrible situation in which workers were made to work in awful conditions, in the hot sun, dig up onions with their bare hands, uh, held at gunpoint, their personal documents were taken away. Um, And that's not the only time we've seen this. In the past few years, Jimenez says the Labor Department has investigated over a thousand cases involving employers violating rules of the H-2A program, mostly cases of wage theft. And while there has been proposed legislation aimed at giving H-2A workers more legal protections, those bills are stalled in Congress. On one hand, you know, farmers want more access, more expansion, probably some deregulation of the program. At the same time, labor advocates will say that this program cannot be expanded until it's reformed and properly taken care of first. So to take it back to where we started, it it seems fundamentally that there are not enough people here in the country who are willing to do these jobs for what farmers are paying. So... To keep growing food in America, we're going to have to rely more on foreign workers or something has to change. That is the current thought. Either you improve your technology and the machines that you're using to pick the fruits, weed the fruits, um, spray the pesticides, which is several years away from being there, particularly for some of these more delicate crops. Or if you don't have a machine, you need a person. And... Well, where are those people, right? And that's kind of the question everybody's looking at. This episode was produced by Julia Ritchie with engineering by Robert Rodriguez. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez and edited by Kate and Cannon. The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Stamps.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR.